and you got these big dreams, whether it's being famous or being this huge CEO or whatever, follow your desires deeper down. Um, because often it feels like God is thwarting our dream, but it's just because he knows what the real dream is. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. Saint Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Today on the Kindling Fire, I have the special privilege, the auspicious honor, the, uh, that I, I can come up with another big word, the, uh, no, I can't actually, the regal, uh, opportunity <laughs> to have Mike, uh, Dunahy on the show. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Oh man. What an, what an auspicious honor it is. I love that. <laughs> so you might know Mike from the band 10th Avenue North, where he was the, the front man. But recently, he's just released a book that has a great title, by the way. What's the title of your book? The title of the book is Finding God's Life for My Will. Yeah, I like that. A little flip a little Yeah. So, um... So real quick, I, I just uh, for for my listeners' sake, I just want to say that Tenth um, Avenue North's music and a lot of what Mike has written is very uh, heartfelt and really will minister to you guys. If you haven't heard the band or haven't heard their music, uh, just a quick side story. Um, as you may have know, as listeners, um, you know my wife and I were separated many years. My life was falling apart many years ago, and there was a song that you wrote, Mike that just absolutely was God's voice in my life, which was, uh, you were more than the, the sum of your past mistakes. You were more than the problems you create. You've been redeemed. Uh, and that song, what's that song called again? It's called You Are More. And uh, man, I tell you what, God really used that in my life. And, you know, now, you know, 24, you know, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary this, this, um, this go round. And it's just a real privilege to meet a person that God, God really used and you have no idea. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. So let's get into your book. So, um, so one of the questions I had, uh, kind of getting ready for the show, was sort of your your impetus for writing the book. Uh, why you why you start this process? Yeah, this book? you know, I re- I really started it because there was about fifteen people on my Instagram who kept saying you should write a book. And I finally went, fine, I'll write you 15 people a book so you stop bothering me. Uh, but I'm going to have so many more in my garage. You don't. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, the impetus is just trying to answer, you know, I feel like as someone who's on stage, maybe yeah. more than normal people, just all the time people come up to me and like, when did you figure it out? that this was God's will for your life. And I always say, I did it, and I don't. And, you know, their face immediately scrunches, and they're like, but, but, 
but you're doing this like work for the Lord and, and, and shouldn't you have some clear path that he's given you? And I would say, man, his word is a lamp unto our feet, not a floodlight unto our interstate. <laughs> and scripture talks about what God's will for our life is. And it's always about just our heart. Like in First Thessalonians, be joyful, give thanks in all circumstances. Or in Micah, it says, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. But when we ask for God's will, we want him to, we want him to like put us in a Tesla and type in the address. And then we kick back and it just cruises just to our final destination. Yeah. And I've said God wants to be that annoying friend who sits in the passenger seat and barks out the next turn. Just as it's about to be too late to turn. Yeah. Yeah. Turn right now. (laughs) God, it'd be easier if you just gave me a 20 step plan, type it in the GPS. Then I'll know what all the turns are. And God goes, yeah, but then you would stop listening to my voice. Yeah, he, cra- he, yeah loves cra- that, he loves that quick obedience, right? Like, he really doesn't give you much time. It's like he literally barks out the thing right before the turn, and then he's like, all right, well, you need to turn around. Well, <laughs> yeah. We love to say this old cliche, it's not religion, it's a relationship. Well, what's required for a relationship? Intimacy. Yeah. And... We don't want intimacy with God. We want him to be a genie to give us what we really want. Yeah. And God's going, no, I want to be what you want. Yeah. And we're like, no, God, give me the career that I want. He's like, but I want to be what you want. Yeah, yeah. Because if you get the career without me, then you're going to go about your career all wrong. Mm Because I really feel like God doesn't care as much what we do with our lives, you know, that paralyzing question, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And I think we would feel a lot less paralyzed if we just started asking, why am I doing what I'm doing? And how am I doing what I'm doing? Because those kinds of things are way more important to God. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Now you can't, well, I'll I'll make the statement. People can't come to this discovery just like like uh, an epiphany, I would expect you you lived a few of these lessons. Did you not? Okay, so I feel like God's on a walkie-talkie with me, right? And because people always go, I man, that sounds great. I've just never heard God's voice. How do you hear God's voice? How do you hear from him? And yeah. I go, well, I go months of ignoring him is what I do. Because I like if he's on a walkie-talkie, I start turning the channels, and it's static, static, static. Yeah. And I get to channel three, and there's God talking. And what's he saying? He's not saying, this is the occupational move you're supposed to make. <laughs> no, he's saying something like, hey, I want you to forgive that guy from two weeks ago. And I go, ooh, what else is God saying? And I start <laughs> turning the channel, and I'm going, God's not talking to me. God's not talking to me. And I get back to channel three. Guess what he's still saying? Hey, I want you to forgive that guy. So it's like we want God to give us answers on some things, but we don't want him to mess with our hearts. And God's going, I'm not going to make things clear the next step until you actually do the one thing I'm asking you to do right now. You know, it's so funny. I um, Recently, we became missionaries and left everything we know to be familiar. And I took my family and we became missionaries. And, we, and I thought, 
this was a big move. We're going to be missionaries for the rest of our life. It was not what God had intended. So as we transitioned back, the only conversation I wanted to have with God was, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And he would not talk to me about it. He would talk to me about other things, my heart, my faith, my trust. My <laughs> but he wouldn't yeah. talk to me about And it was so funny because I was like, fine, God. You don't want to have the conversation I want to have. The only conversation I want to have, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yes. So there's, look, there's this Frederick Beeker quote that I, I mentioned at the end of my book because I think it kind of sums up. Uh, I think it makes things a lot simpler of, okay, what am I supposed to do with this life God's given me? Mm. And Frederick Beeker says, your calling is simply where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Mm. And kind of like what you're saying, I think a lot of people, they go off and they be missionaries because they're only asking, okay, God, what's the deep hunger of the world? What's the world need? Mm -hmm. And we just go do it. And God's going, ooh, I didn't actually wire you to do that. I wired a different guy to do that. Yeah. Or we don't even ask what the world needs, and we just ask them, what makes me feel good about me? Yeah. What makes me come alive? And you need to ask that. But if that's all you ask, you just become a narcissistic prick, you know? Yeah. I don't know if really. I'm allowed to say that. But the, 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 the magic happens, the fulfillment happens when you go, okay, God, what have you uniquely wired me to do? Yeah. How can I do that in a way that actually helps people? It's probably why you started this podcast. Yeah, well, I love what, podcasts, and I want to help people doing one. Well, so the thing that that was the uh, the genesis of it is just I knew all these amazing people that had all these amazing stories that God had done in their life, just regular any anybody, and I was like, people need to hear these stories. Like this is yeah. ridiculous. This would be encouraging, you know, like. Just and so that's really and so I just love love hearing people's stories. You said something that you just said um, in your book that I thought was really good, and I'm probably not going to find it. But it was basically about where your deepest you kind of said the same thing where you said your deepest you find you found joy. I'm not going to be able to find it. Um, you found joy in not just focusing in on yourself, right? Which is, by the way, an epiphany for most guys. <laughs> yes. It's not. It's not enough. Like, look, if you just go, I want to be the CEO of a company, right? I want to be. I want to be the biggest, baddest CEO there is. The problem is that's not enough to fulfill you. Mm. God's going. You think that being really powerful um, and successful is going to be fulfilling, and I'm going to show you, hopefully, if you listen to him, he'll show you that that desire to be powerful and successful is really a misplaced desire to be a part of his kingdom and his power on the earth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you wake up to that, suddenly you start to become a different kind of businessman. Mm -hmm. Instead of just going, I'm going to make as much money as possible. You go, I want to make money in the most righteous way as possible. Yeah. I want to treat my employees better than any CEO. I want to share stocks and give power to the powerless. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to share my power. Yeah, it's like power like if you if you have that uh, singular ambition, it's like power without purpose. You may achieve what you set out to do. And in yeah. achieving it, you sit there saying, well, well, damn, I thought this was going to be the answer. Why am I still struggling? I mean, any 
millionaire, famous person, whatever, you know, why would they ever take their life? Or why would they ever be depressed? Or why would they ever have trouble? Aren't they uh, getting everything that the world says you should need? Yeah. And I would argue it's because you can't start with your own story Mm. and have God as a peripheral character. Health comes when you realize your part is a peripheral character in God's story. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of like we want to be... If it's all about us, then on the grand scheme of history and eternity, it's like we're saying to God, okay, I want to be the star of a local mattress commercial. (laughs) And God's going, hey, I actually want to give you the role of Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings. But that's a supporting role. But at the end of the day, wouldn't you rather be a part in the Lord of the Rings trilogy than be the star of a local cable access mattress commercial? Yeah, And that's kind of what God's saying, but you have to relinquish the starring role. Uh, Louis Giglio says it this way, would you trade the leading role in the story of you for any supporting role in the story of God? Yeah. Yeah, well, I've said, I've heard it said many times that if the story's all about you, you live in too small of a story, meaning it's just your world's too small. You you don't even... get how vast the world is and what God's doing. I'll say the healthiest artists I know, healthiest singers, are the ones who are huge fans of other artists. Hmm. Yeah. And and the ones who are like really tough to be around are the ones who it's like everything is about their career all the time. And they're just exhausting to be around. So were you ever that guy? Of course. Okay. I still struggle to want to be that guy. Yeah. I think we got to stop acting like, okay, here's my 10 rules of figuring it out and crushing it. <laughs> you follow these and you're breezing through life now. The problem is Hebrews says today, if you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. Mm. And the point is, and that's kind of the point of my book, is quit trying to cruise control God and start waking up to the fact that it's every single moment. You have to keep listening. So do you feel like in that ambition um, that you uh, that there were casualties in that? Like were there casualties in your world? A hundred percent. I mean, my wife came to me three years ago because we our band was doing about 150 shows a year at that point. That's a lot. And we we're we had three girls now. We have four girls now. So pray for me. Woo! And, girls. Uh, a lot of tears, bro. They're mostly mine. Um, although, this, you know, a lot of guys listen to your podcast. I like to say people are like, when you're getting that boy, bro. And I go, dude, God gives girls to a family that already has a man. So we don't need any boys. Well said. Well That's said. What I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. But um, I, we had to, we, we had to, like three years ago, we had to cut the number of shows we were doing in half. And at the time... So I had to say goodbye to dreams of being the biggest band in my genre. Mm. I had to say goodbye to like a certain level of fame that I thought was the level I needed to make a career and to be validated. And, and here's the thing. The next year, we made less money. And as, like, as a man, usually you go... This is how much money I need to make. Right. This is how this is how big of a deal I need to be. And once I get there, then I'll make sure my family is healthy. As opposed to going, 
I'm going to make sure my family's healthy and my relationship with my wife is healthy. And if my career suffers, that's okay. Yeah. There, so here, here's the thing that I love about God in maturing men is that he creates this tension and it's sort of like we want to fast track to the money so then we could go to the family and like, all right, we're going to all be family man now because that's taken care of. And then go to whatever the, you know, now I'm going to be golf man because that's taken care of whatever the hell you're, you're into, yes. you know, and, and it's like, God is like, nope, we're going to do it the hard way, <laughs> but it's a good, but it's the more mature, solid approach to you becoming an amazing person that can just handle a lot more. Well, this, this is what I keep saying. If you did it that way, then you can compartmentalize God out. Oh, yeah, it's totally. career time, then family time, now recreation time. And God's going, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Integrated is what I'm after. Yeah. I'm after where, like, I'm in and with every one of your movements throughout the day. Hmm. So the only way that's going to happen is if you have to go backwards than what the world says. You know, that's that's the way of the kingdom. Like, Henry Nouwen calls it downward mobility, right? That's what Jesus did. Yeah. He didn't go, look, this is how you climb up the social ladder. He said, I'm at the top of the social ladder, and I'm going to climb down to you. Yeah, yeah. That's so really good. That's what we're... That, if you want to be... A man of the kingdom of God, it's one who takes his power and climbs down to those who don't have power and gives it to them. So I, so there is a, um, a journey you're describing that a lot of men have been on and a lot of men are going to go on. And that is the journey down, right? Which is the, we're going to go from here to here, right? Because it's a healthier place to be and we're going to trust God. Right. When you made that decision, cross that line, um, how, what did you discover that you didn't know when you were, you know, hey, 150 dates a year, we're driving this amount of income, I know there's trouble, but we'll work it out, or you guys will work it out because I'm gone. <laughs> you know, or like uh, when you, when you kind of got out of that world and into the, okay, now it's the next, what did you discover? What did you learn? Uh, I learned the difference between success and popularity. For me, they weren't the same thing. Okay. Okay. So you have like, to say more about that. <laughs> okay. So suddenly it just changed my perspective on what truly successful is. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's this like crazy prayer in Proverbs that I never hear people talk about. I hear about the prayer of Jabez still. Because the dude wrote a book about it. And we love the prayer of Jabez because it's it's worldly. Expand, it's, expand, 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 expand. Make me a bigger deal, make me a bigger deal, make me a bigger deal. Yeah. But there's this verse in That's Proverbs. That's a paraphrase, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's this verse in Proverbs that's in tension with that. It says, um, King of Agur, in Proverbs 30, he says, Hey, God, don't let me become poor, lest yeah. I curse you. Well, cool. But then he says, And don't let me become rich. Okay. Lest I forget you. I was just thinking about that verse while we were Ooh, talking. Dude, we're like, we're like, as dudes, like, don't let me become rich. What you talking about, Willis? Like, make me super rich, and then I'll help all the poor people. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, but King Agar knew himself. Like, he had a proper assessment of himself. He said, 
Now, there's a lot of pride in here. And if I get real rich, uh, I won't help the poor. I'll, I'll make it all about me. Yeah. And um, for, so, like, for me, that means instead of going, okay, I need more people to listen to my band. I need more people to listen to my band. I yeah. need more people. Now I go, what are we actually doing with and for the people who already are listening to our band? Yeah, you changed it. You changed your perspective. It's like dudes come to me, right? And they have 200 Instagram followers and they're a musician. Like, how do you get more followers, bro? How do you get more people to listen to your music? And I go, well, what are you doing with the 200 people who are already following you? What do you mean? I'm like, well, why not, instead of worrying about how much influence you have, what are you doing with the influence you already have? Yeah. Right? I'm like, Jesus had 12 followers. If you have 200 Instagram followers, you're crushing Jesus right now. <laughs> you're killing Jesus on the Instagram game. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, that really cuts to, the, that cuts to the chase, man. That, I'm like, that's life it's, like this, it's like, what if at the end of my life, it will be much more significant what I did with my four daughters than how many str- millions of strangers I impressed. Now that it's not a, that's not a, what if that's a, absolutely. It's going to be more, that's the power. Like, man, there's so much good here. They, God is interested in, in making an impact through us, through you as, as dads and husbands, etc. for generations, yeah. generations of yes. people that know, know, know us. Not yeah, and people we, that heard about us. And we know we know what we want at 25, but we don't know what we'll be wanting at 75. So what I do on my birthday every year, I look up the top 10 regrets of the dying. <laughs> that no, sounds so depressing. No, man. It's amazing because it recenters you 100% all of them. Number one, wish I spent less time working and more time with my family. Mm. It's like, okay, so... I can't really trust myself at 38 because I think of myself 15 years ago when I was 23, I was an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And that's not, that's by my own estimation, which means 62 year old Mike is going to be looking back at 38 year old Mike going, I was an idiot. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm being reminded of, I, um, there was this funky little, uh, sticker. I was in Amsterdam and there was this funky little sticker I kept seeing all over the city and it says, will we ever be satisfied? It was all over the city. I love that. And I was like, that is powerful because, okay, before I go into that story, as far as for you. Do you feel like God has led you into more satisfaction? Um, I think he's shown me that I already have what I need to be satisfied. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, what are you going to choose today, Mike? You're going to choose to keep believing that it's way out there or actually believe like what you have right now is enough. Like a prayer we try to pray with our girls is I have enough. I get enough. And uh, that's as to I, my buddy. So, my buddy, he was in France, right? And he's big wine snob. And he said he's at this vineyard and he's having he's having this wine with this this little French family makes this little small batch of wine. And he's going, Oh my, this is the greatest wine I've ever had from France. 
and he's, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He goes, he's talking to the lady who runs the vineyard. He goes, I need to, I need to bring this to America. Like, let's mass produce this. This is going to go bonkers. I could make this a $20 million business next year. And she goes, have some more wine. And he goes, no, listen, you're not listening to me. Like we could make this huge. And she goes, but we love our life. That's so good. And it's enough. That's and so- like, that is, it's so much more powerful to go, I actually see the blessing that I have. I actually can see it and I'm going to name it and I'm going to be grateful. It's, it's, it's more astonishing to the world than if you're another CEO who's never satisfied. The world knows that story. They need yeah. more men who have a satisfaction that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's the kingdom of God. Yeah, that that is the kingdom of God, and it's and it's it's uh, you can get off the treadmill, you know that never ends. It never stops. It never ever ever stops, except the kingdom of God stops it, or you basically it calls you off of it and says, "There's a different way to run." Yeah, or you burn out and you. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you got just bounce off. <laughs> hey, uh, so look, uh, for all my listeners, uh, finding God's life for my will. This is a really excellent book to really dive into what we're talking about today, which is things that men need, man. They need this reset. And uh, thank you for spending some time to to help others kind of be aware that look. You, you don't you said before we started a lot of people don't know what they're asking for they just don't understand that's right that's right and and i should mention if you're listening and you got these big dreams whether it's being famous or being this huge ceo or whatever follow your desires deeper down um because often it feels like god is thwarting our dream but it's just because he knows what the real dream is so you may think being famous is your dream, but really it's it's a dream to be known and loved as you are. Yeah. So listen to the dream under the dream, and you might realize God hasn't been thwarting your dreams. He's been trying to give them to you. Well, we'll end on that because that is powerful, man. Thank you, Mike, so much for your time. Dude, it's been a, it's been a absolute pleasure. <laughs> Auspiciously. <laughs> All right, man. Later. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Firestarters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.